Many podcasts now are sponsored by Airbnb, the organisation that takes away rental supply, pushes up rental prices, and causes widespread homelessness. Are you the kind of person who'd like to participate in this evil organisation and making the world worse for many of the world's most vulnerable people? Then Airbnb is the evil organisation for you. On the other hand, if you have any kind of semblance of a conscience or a desire to live in a reasonably secure and stable society, then tell Airbnb to get stuffed and remind your local podcast that is advertising for Airbnb at the moment that they shouldn't be participating in this evil. This podcast is recorded on the stolen lands of the Pangarang people. We support their continuing fight for justice. Well may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General. You know I've searched my heart to prove There's better ways to push and pull Hey, whatever gets you through these days. Hello and welcome to Well May We Say, a progressive podcast about Australian politics. This is episode 157 for Wednesday, 23rd of November, 2022. Oh, 23rd of November, it's Doctor Who Day. Sorry, this is a dignified podcast that is not run by nerds. Anyway, each week we'll be just... I'll be going then. Well, if it's not run by nerds, then I'll be leaving, because I'm a nerd. Each week, we'll be joined by a different guest host, or our regular returning guest host, my beloved wife, Denise Siapico, to discuss what's just been happening to the country, what's likely to happen, and hopefully what we can do about it. Welcome back, Denise. Hello! But is this a podcast run by nerds or not by nerds? It's a podcast where there are occasional nerdy references, and then we move on. All right. So this weekend is the Victorian state election. Do you live in Victoria? Then this podcast... It's for you. Do you live outside Victoria? This podcast is also for you. Please listen to it. Anyway. <laughs> we will talk about things other than the Victorian state election. However, there are a few things here. Well, New South Wales next year, so we, you know, we'll get, we're working our way around. We border a few states. Yeah. South Australia. Um, and, and you guys are ahead of us in many ways. For example, we still have that stupid thing where you can't preference above the line. You have to preference uh, below the line or just mark one above so the preference whispers still work. Aren't we the only state that does that still? Uh, as I understand it, yes. Oh, gosh. Now, this is apparently a hugely important uh, election. The email that I received from the Australian Christian Lobby has explained that uh, this, is a, this is a vote involving Australia's longest serving and most militantly anti-Christian political leader, Andrew's evil, <coughs> is in his strength. He doggedly pursues his agenda, apologises to nobody and knows exactly what he's doing. For opposition leader Matthew Guy, his evil is in his weakness. He will not stand up on moral issues, apologises at the drop of a hat and seems to have no vision to restore righteousness. Strong men who pursue that which is wrong are bad news, but so are weak men who let it happen. I'm not pretending they're the same, says Mount Niles. Victorians know only too well that Andrews is in a league of his own when it comes to unrighteous leaders. I feel like that needs some, like, an evil cackle. Can I, can I have that, that, that you just did that and I don't have to go and fight a source <laughs> that, sound effects and put them back down? And then, but it does make it hard to know which candidates are wheat among tares. Tears being the code to refer people to a parable about wheat and the tears from Matthew, where apparently you have a field of, of shonky things that you don't want, and uh, it's done by an enemy. So I can understand why the fundamentalist right would like that. Anyway, so they're very active. And the reason why I'm starting by talking about these complete lunatics on the fringe is that they have kind of taken over the Liberal Party. Oh, gosh. The Victorian Liberals really are trying to decide whether they're going to be some kind of a mainstream conservative organisation where they're just sort of, you know, pro pro screwing over the rest of us through tax cuts and cut mm. services. But 
you know, neutral on other things, or whether they're going to be a hard right fundamentalist party trying to bring back Gilead. And the Victorian Liberal Party is really torn. So this is one of those weird elections where if you have the time and the patience to number all the boxes below the line, for example, with the Liberal Party, it's probably worth finding out which of the candidates in the Liberal Party who are on the fringe right and assigned associated with the ACL and those in the Liberal Party who are not. And assuming you're going to put the Liberal Party ahead of, like, Family First, which... I certainly would. You you might want to then look at which mm. order you put within within a cut party like the Liberals, where they're all evil. Yeah, there are degrees of evil, and you really want the less. E- My the whole theory in the past that you want your political opponents in the big party to go to the fringe, so they're unelectable by the middle. Yeah, does not work as we have seen with everything from Tony Abbott to Donald Trump. All that does is it pushes the window in the direction of the. It party. does, and it, it pushes everyone else that way too. Because you now look at what the normal is for the Liberal Party. You look at like Peter Dutton leading the federal one, and it's just like it keeps getting more right and more right. Yeah, so it might be worth looking at those. I found that one of the useful things when doing my vote because we did we've already post loaded was the parties put out their requests for the for the different in the different electorates i find that uh, looking at what the acl recommends and then doing the opposite is a pretty strong guide yeah uh, they, they are they are handy in what basically they have to an extent probably more than most political parties including probably the greens the acl have made a, a real effort to yeah. go out there and find out which of the candidates are the freak lunatics who will agree with them and which one's the most hostile so obviously the greens are at the bottom of theirs but that but anybody they put at the top of theirs is the one to put last and it's always hard to prioritize down the line let's talk about some of the stuff that's been happening in the election because we've had fringe current mps oh yeah wanting uh, daniel andrews to be turning to a red mist i joined the angry victorian party for one reason to make daniel andrews turn into red mist in the army we would call it pink mist but I want him into red mist I want give give anyone here in the army a job to blow someone up and they will then being like, no, no, I just, I'm just referring to the color of the shirts. Yeah, which is funny because she is a former uh, liberal, liberal MP turned angry Victorians party candidate Catherine Cumming. There's also the one who um, was saying that uh, the, the liberal candidate was liberal or national candidate who was saying that that uh, we. We won this land fair yes. and square. Oh, he's, he's a liberal candidate for Nair Warren. And what he said was, um, there's no such thing as traditional Australians because Australia is a post-colonial concept. We won this land fair and square. It's like tell, telling Britain to give the land back to the Vikings and the Vikings to give it back to the Romans. And the same with Romania, to give Transylvania back to the Hungarians. I mean, come on, it's bollocks. Well, I will point out that, like, there was actually a bit of a genocide post-World War One when that... Romania-Hungary thing happened because it was an arbitrary line drawn in a map and the cultural groups that lived... Anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Vikings don't still run... Um, and I'm pretty sure there was someone there before the Romans as well. Um, yeah. And look, it, it is true that there have been historical atrocities in the past and, and groups and it, to the point where it's so long ago that you can't <sighs> unwind it. But what you can do if you are the modern nation that is sitting on the... On the um, profiting from that stolen land mm. and like if we stole it fair and, we won it fair and square what we massacred people we yeah. won it through genocide i mean i'd love to i'd love his so what that's his just argument from now on if, if any kind of invader is successful 
then they want it fair and square and bad. Oh, yeah, exactly. They've also said that he's, this guy's also said waste from nuclear energy should be dumped in Alice Springs and he would vote to ban abortion. And there's another liberal candidate, uh, Renee Heath, um, for, uh, in Eastern Victoria for Upper House, who Matthew Guy said wouldn't be allowed to sit in the Liberal Party room after it's been revealed she's received extensive training from a global network of ultra-conservative churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da-da-da! And they disendorsed her, so she's just going to, yeah. Oh, really? But she's still on the ballot. They didn't didn't do any proper check. Like, (sighs) I don't think that the Liberal Party management realises quite the extent to which the organised religious right has infiltrated them. Yeah. And they're kind of finding it out in the election campaign. There was another Liberal candidate who died this past week who, just a few days before the election, who was who, facing charges of rape? Yeah, or sexual assault. He was about that, to face court on sexual assault charges. Oh, was he a NAT candidate? But even still, like, it's just, these are just, it's it's terrifying. Well, because, and, and keep in mind that the religious right aren't expecting to win power, to defeat Daniel Andrews this time. They're very much playing the long game. They're putting their, they want their people in place and they're talking about in four years' time. They've got a, they're, they're setting themselves up to turn Australia into, to turn Victoria into Gilead in, in four years' time. They're, they're... And he's literally saying that. Like, Martin Niles is literally... Is that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Throughout their whole thing. Like, we tune them out because they're deranged. Well, and also because it's really exhausting. They're, they're horrible liars. Like, yeah. they, it is a classic thing that if a person is constantly telling you they're honest, they're a liar. If a person is telling you they're gentle, they're violent. If a person... Like, whatever person's telling you is the thing that they're not... And the Australian Christian lobbies, like, literally the thing he calls his podcast, Martin Isles, the head of it, says it's called The Truth of It. The, their whole thing, what, what, I think the tagline for the ACL is, yeah, truth made public. Ah, uh, what and, truth? Well, shameless lies, repeatedly lying about everything. They are liars. Um, but they've just had their whole tour of um, this this Babylon thing they were doing. They've been in Parliament House, like the Great Hall oh, of Parliament House yeah. in Canberra. And they just came down and they just did the Victorian one recently. And they're... There is, they're they're organised yeah. in a way that we're not. We don't have a meeting every Sunday morning. Yeah, Th- these people are organised, and they and they know they they are re- that's reinforced. Um, and anyway, and 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 they are going to be they are going to keep. Well, this actually probably segues into a later discussion about what the hell we're going to do now that Twitter's turned into what Elon Musk has deliberately turned it into. Um, but one of the things that's happened is he's completely unleashed all of the anti-trans bigots. Yeah. Like, and that, quite deliberately, like one of the first things he said was, "I want Babylon B, um, uh, the ban undone." He wants Babylon. So Babylon B is a like it's a far right version of the trying to do the Onion, but it's you you you'd see it in seconds. Like it's, it's really it's really nasty um, and and dishonest. But the um, not in the way that the Onion takes the piss, but it's just you have to, you have to be. It's cruel. Yeah, um, and one of the the thing that they got banned from Twitter for was deliberately they gave man of the year to a trans woman, just to be dicks. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's what they got banned from Twitter for. And Elon, one well, of the first things that he said when he got on Twitter, he told the engineers to undo the ban on Babylon B, and they're back now. So it's Trump. Ugh. But the point is that the fundamentalist right is happy to use this. Like they're going to be attacking trans people till it's we've got this whole fight again. And, and yeah. Well, one of our friends got one of the ACL flyers in their uh, mailbox, and it was like, you know, Dan Andrews won't protect Victoria's children. He'll try to convert them to, you know, uh, gender inequality or, or like, you know. No, he's going to take your child. Yeah, gender indoctrination. He's going to yeah. turn your child into into something you don't like and take away your parental rights. Like, their whole. Yeah. Their, their pitch is always to trick people into, like, they've got codes for everything. So, yeah. 
attacking trans people is parental rights. Um, and being able to schools being able to sack gay teachers is um, schools re- is religious freedom. Yeah, and teaching anything about consent or gender, you know, gender equity and uh, different gen- different gender identities is you know um, not protecting your children. It's harming your children. Now, I haven't seen the ACLU use the the American right. Um, terminology for that, which they're now trying to get established, which but I bet we'll hear at any moment, which is the grooming smear. Oh, yeah. So, Ugh. like, it's pretty <laughs> organised from religious organisations who are the most notorious gr- actual groomers of children, but they're trying to flip it. So they're talking about any kind of support for children having um, different gender identities yeah. or being just simply, well, just being the LGBTI. Um, they're trying to persuade that as... It's like kids seeing drag, uh, drag queen story time, that sort of thing. Yes. Like, that's grooming children because they they cannot separate a person in drag from a, uh, from sex, which it yes. isn't. Like, that's not... Um, they're just... Anyway, these people are evil. Do, make sure that... You, my, my advice in terms of the election is to find what they want you to do and do the opposite. Pretty much. Pretty much. There's been a whole lot since we've last recorded about the election, and I'm trying to remember all the different stories. There was the local Liberal candidate in Melbourne whose advertising was about ordinary members of his constituency who were... (laughs) Oh, I normally vote independent. I've never voted Liberal, but this guy's so great and has done such a great thing for our community that I'm voting Liberal now, and I work at his office, (laughs) and I'm a card-carrying Liberal member. They could not find any supporters who didn't work in his office, so they just had to pretend that these people who worked in his office were independent voters. That that kind of it's pre- the problem is I don't I don't have any confidence. I can't rule this should this election should be a walkover. The Liberal Party in Victoria are a complete mess. Yeah, but and we've just seen that the nightmare coalition of anti-vaxxers and and fringe. Oh, and there, try, there's literally a party in the app called the Sack of Dan Andrews Party. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like a one-issue party at all. And I know that people vote differently between federal and state elections, but I can't see anybody who voted against the Liberals federally then voting for the Liberals locally. The state Liberals are uh, more on the nose than the federal Liberals ever were. Oh, especially it's hard Victoria. to believe that, like, they're, they're, they're this fringe... Do you know what's really weird to watch for me? Right-wingers marching through the streets as, as, as if they were, you know, with, doing the chants and protesting. Like, the right has this establishment... The right mm. has like all the all the power and the money, and they're they're kind of like on both. They're, they're kind of like you've got the establishment right, and you've got the the, the the rabble-rousing right, and each of them is pretending that the other one is the left. Yeah. So the establishment right's like th- those those rat bags protesting, just like you know, we can ignore them. Oh no, I don't. I don't know that they are pretending that they're like the left. I actually think they find them very useful. I think that the establishment right appreciates the rabble-rousing right because they seem even more fringe and it allows them to be quite conservative and get away with it. Oh, yeah. I'm saying both of them use each other. I'm just saying, okay. like, okay. tonally, yeah. they're both like, that kind of thing is gross. Like, And the, and the, the rabble-rousing one, they're like attacking the elites but the elites are their political allies yeah the left are not the elites but that's the thing yeah they they attack the green elites but really what they want is like the guys who run the banks and who are on the ceos and on the boards like that's actually the elites the people who are quite conservative except except the 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 rebel rising um right do want though that that They've got this whole thing about the corporate world being woke and they're and lefty. Like they have somehow in, redefined the world such that 
the corporate world because it's occasionally it does greenwashing and pinkwashing and it like plays along to what social trends are. And they're like, oh, because the Commissioner for Gender Equality has insisted that most businesses have a gender equality action plan. So therefore, because people are following a legislative requirement, they're being woke. Well, yeah, oh, oh, same like, corporations do do this performative. They will promote, say that they're in cough favor of... Cough, see, sleep out, cough. Yeah, or <laughs> white ribbon jet ski thing. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, that is actually the important thing, is that to start off the 16 days of activism, we have like a big jet ski cavalcade. Um, and it's actually sad that we were flooded here because um, I think there was actually a secret plan in the northeastern Victoria to have people go down the Murray River and, and all the various, and the ovens and all the various rivers and jet skis with just, you know, with white ribbons behind them just to, to raise awareness about, no, no. Well, they're raising awareness yeah. of dickheads. Yeah. I don't think we've done a podcast since we, um, since the, the, the floods and the, uh, the, the, they redirected the, um, with the Flemington, the, the race course where they redirected. Oh gosh, they, we haven't. Where that wall redirected all the floods into the local area. Yeah. Anyway, my, my point is that the corporations feigning the occasional agreement with the lefty thing is then being used as the right to be like, look, all these big corporations that you, that you resent, um, it's, it's fine. You can hate them because even though. All of our policies are about making life easier for the corporate world. Mm. So, um, but we should be punishing the individual ones that do uh, that, that aren't anti-gay enough, or that, that promote that say yeah. that they're you know going to have a rainbow flag or whatever. I mean, not not in any depth. It'll be like England at the World Cup being like, we're going to play football in Qatar, where it's built on slavery, and we're yeah. going to f- facilitate this this. Gay people aren't allowed, except for the two weeks over the over this uh this this thing. But we wear an armband that has a ra- has rainbows on oh, it, and exactly. that'll make up for it. Yeah. And then FIFA just have you heard? I don't know if you've seen this this morning, but FIFA told them to not, and so they all backed down immediately. Oh wow! They just, back, they just gave up. Well, it's like apparently they were going to serve alcohol, but then they've uh they've said that like they canceled the, two days beforehand. Yeah, yeah, two days beforehand, except in the corporate boxes. Yeah, <laughs> just anyway. It feels like on the left we're kind of like a. We, we, of course, we're punching back because we're the ones who actually want want change, that, and that is against the interests of the people who've got the power. And, and really, the, the, what's the, the underlying thread between conservatives on both sides is the conservatives in the rich end are just we don't want anybody to damage the our vast wealth and the fact that we are just rocketing ahead and screwing mm. it. all the rest of you just starving. Uh, bad luck to the rest of you while we just burn the burn the place for our own profit. And the people without the power who are in the right mob, the only power they have is their privileges, cishet white people, and but, so that, that's what they want to enforce. So it's it's in both cases it's people with privilege trying to enforce it yeah. against people who would take it away. Being, yeah. And and, and, and it's, it's not taking oh, it's not taking away as it is leveling the playing field. We're it's not taking trying. Away privilege. Okay, it's taking away privilege, it's, but it's not taking away things that you have, other that you shouldn't have. But if what, you have privilege, oh, true. taking it away is seen as is taking... The, and the conservative, like the establishment right also, um, I think, appreciates the radical right sort of thing. Because they sell, they're the people who buy into that narrative they sell, that you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That, you know, even though you are the 1% or, you know, sitting there with all of this wealth and money... They absolutely sell that narrative that, but you, you can be the person that works hard and has the share portfolio like I do one day and, and it's, it's well, and not going to happen, but. And also they need the numbers. Like the problem for the right, the thing that the left should have is that because we represent the interests of far more people than the right, we should have electoral 
we, we should be uh, the, the benefit for us is that hypothetically one person one vote but people be. will use social conservatism to um pull people to the right that's so how, that's, how that's absolutely how they do it and it's interesting because it's something that when i moved to australia i commented on that the government here hadn't done that so much whereas in america and even in canada to a point it had really gone this thing where uh, people were voting drastically against their own interests because they were voting socially conservative. That's right. Um, and I've just watched it over the past 20 years living here, just how different it's become. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insidious that you're getting people to vote against their economic interests by offering them crumbs of nasty social yeah. privilege. Again, it's not against the people above them, but it's, it's again, there are people who are worse off than them. And... You, you can always get people to to fear the people behind them yeah. more than they resent the people ahead of them. Yeah, that man's going to steal your donut as I sit here with my stack of 3,000 donuts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right-wing politics. And mm-hmm. the only the only real cures to it are education and um, people not being... People having the economic circumstances where they can feel comfortable enough to think think the things through without worrying that the the one thing they have being their you know privilege mm-hmm. on racial or social or um you know gender grounds isn't something they're relying on yeah anyway Victorian election this segues neatly into the next topic which i did i it is weird for us as an australian political podcast to be talking about twitter although it does think with what we just pointed out because this whole line of oh well does it really hurt the rest of us if the billionaires do really well you know that's the, it's surely that's their own business no no it really does hurt us because people who billionaires can destroy things that are important to the rest of us. Yeah. Because they have so much more money and so much more power than anybody else, they can just override any of the, any institutions they feel like it. See Elon Musk. Yes. So, what are we going to do about poor little Twitter? What are we going to do about poor little Twitter? I didn't realise that it was so important to me, but it turns out that it actually has been my main source of information. Not because there's any particular source that's trustworthy on it, but because I have a good feed of people. I've blocked off all the dickheads. I get my information, not from a, a, an echo chamber, but I, I find out what is happening because I get links mm. from, you know, the, the sites are on there, the information is on there, organisations are on there. You can find out what's happening, you can filter out the noise and, you know, if something's coming up that's relevant to the people that you're following, you'll hear about it. And, and- I, I think the the idea is that, yes, they tried to break it with a bunch of different, you know, promoted tweets and advertising and shit like that, but... You did curate, and I think we were both on it for years, you did curate a community, and there was a lot of people on Twitter, using Twitter, who, I guess, found connection um, with communities that they might not have, especially marginalized communities, mm. um, especially when you, if you live rurally or that sort of thing, it's it's easier to find people like you on the, in this space who can then offer some support and, and conversation, but people also found work. Like, I know a lot of um, BIPOC uh, and disabled women writers who... Um, and non-binary writers who ended up getting their first gigs and the jobs because of this, you know, and ended up going into journalism or short stories or, or you know, there was a example after example of people making these connections that were important to their career, whether it be education or writing or whatever, that because they're a marginalized community, it was hard for them to get that foot up, but they made a connection on Twitter and that actually helped them. And it kind of was a platform that let you curate a community. And perhaps that's why it's got such a, it's why the site seems to have this sort of very split reputation. So bad journalists who 
piss off the left and, and come down. Like yeah. anybody in the, the ABC, people in the Australian, in the Australian media hate Twitter because uh, it was a place where the audience could talk back to them. But at the same point, right. they loved it because they would screenshot it within a second and put it on their new on their websites as like news. Like, oh, look what the so and so was saying, and look what the like. So it, it was a mixed bag. It got attacked for tone. Now, um, the tone, of course, under Elon Musk is going to be a lot worse because he's just unbanned everybody. Who's just just the number of racial epithets and slurs just immediately skyrocketed. Um, all the all the anti-trans people who just go around deliberately attacking trans people, they're back on. Like there was a lot that Twitter had done to try and mm. um, reduce the impact of bad faith actors. But I suppose if you're on a on on that side of politics, you probably did see a lot of nasty stuff because you were surrounding yourself by nasty people who say nasty things and act yeah. in nasty ways. My corner of Twitter was quite decent. If something horrible was coming along, I could easily block. You could mute a conversation. You had There were a lot of tools that left you retain yeah. some measure of, A, sense, and B, civility in the sense that it's the extent that you, you wanted it. Whereas now it's just going to be a free-for-all where uh, the people who pay $8 get promoted ahead of the people that you trust. Obviously, there's been a lot of very funny nonsense as a result of he's being unable, he's just coming in and snatching the place. Yeah, and like his offering blue ticks to anyone and a bunch of people paying for blue ticks and then basically tanking the stocks of really evil corporations like the guys who um, make insulin super expensive for Americans. Like there's there's been some examples of that, but there's also been... Yeah. I'm Lockheed, Lockheed Martini. <laughs> They're gonna stop. There's a whole lot of things where they tank people's share prices. Um, but... And, and and that, but I suspect that that sort of stuff, uh, Musk will fix because. And that segue was brought to you by Airbnb. <laughs> uh, I suspect that the, uh, the 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 stuff where it's annoying corporate, the corporate world, Elon will address. The stuff where it's just burning off uh, the communities that we had built. He doesn't give a damn about that. No, uh, I don't think that's a bug. I think for him that's a feature. Oh, yeah, it's designed. Like, it, it really does feel like the primary way that we on the left were able to organise and communicate with each other on a global scale, but also, like, like the one, the great thing about Twitter is that you could, it was because it was in one place, unlike Mastodon, which has a whole lot of different instances, um, you could search for something happening on a global level or a local level really quickly and really easily mm. and find, and, and it worked on all those scales. And that's not there now. I mean, the, the, the Bureau of Meteorology, the Fire, all SES, all these organisations were on Twitter and if you, something was happening... Yeah, and during fight. during the flooding, the emergency Twitter was fantastic. You would be following it and it would... And it was the same during the fires. Like, they post updates like, well, this is closed, this is closed. And then you can search their Twitter by, the, by a word. Um, and unlike Facebook, where they're also posting, and you look up, say, Shepperton... It brings up, even if you try to search that page, it brings up all sorts of different people commenting about it. And you're just like, no, I just want the Vic Emergency page. It's, you could yeah. search just their page for this comment. Yeah. And, and I mean, the old Twitter board would just... The fact that they chased Musk... Musk pulled out and then they chased him to come back and buy it. Screw those guys. You absolute monsters. What I found really interesting was a report. So when he offered his um, basically ultimatum to people and a lot of people walked out. Okay, so we haven't talked about this yet. So he oh. fired half his staff and then he did this, uh, if you want to stay here, you've got to sign this thing saying you'll be hardcore. Yeah. Basically, so if you've got, you know, a family, kids, anything like that, get stuffed. A if- lot of the people who stayed were actually people who their visa depends on oh. them being employed by Twitter. Yeah. So it then turns into, again, a slavery situation, basically, where you are basically indentured until you can find another place to go 
because of, I, I hate this about work visas where you're, you know, sponsored by a certain place. You have to stay at a place no matter horror, how horrible the conditions, unless you can find someone else who will take on your visa, which can be quite expensive and onerous. And they, it's, yeah, it's just, it's bizarre when your work conditions and your ability to stay in a country where your family, et cetera, maybe are based on you working for this company. And this company has now been bought by Skeletor, the evil overlord, who is, you know, going to destroy the, destroy the universe. What are you supposed to do? Visas are a joke. They shouldn't exist. They're, if you're in the country, you should be able to work or do whatever. Mm. And the protection for workers for, for their overall fear of being undercut by people coming in is that there should be decent working conditions yeah. that apply to everyone. Because the problem with visas is, as you point out, uh, there's this whole exemption, whole class to which workplace rights don't apply, yep. and therefore that pushes down wages. But the solution to that is just simply to, it's not to exclude people. It's to just make sure that workplace <sighs> rights are... Sufficient and universal. There's no exemptions. Absolutely. So yeah. So Musk doing this is a. I, look, I don't. I don't know where we end up after this because look, we're on Mastodon now. But I, yeah, a lot, I, of, my, I a lot of my I've... comic book friends are going to Hive. So a lot of the the social friends I had on Twitter are, are have gone to Hive social, but um, a lot of the political friends I've I've had went to Mastodon. So I. Sort of split between the two places. Yeah, I don't know. I, and I, I haven't figured out how you can have two different accounts on Mastodon. So I've got, I'm logged in as me as Jeremy Sear, but I don't have, um, I don't know how, how to set up a well, may we say one that's separate with, that lets me switch between them like you could on Twitter. Mm, there must be a way. So but. normally I would say, please come and chat with us about the episode at well, may we say on Twitter. Not that anybody ever does, but some people do. Thank you. Breaking. Especially when there's great fully effects like the uh, the cat or the five-year-old, you know. Yeah. Look, it's thank a... you for supporting the podcast. We are going to go back to doing it more regularly. It's been a bit of a, a chaotic month. So we were doing pretty well. We did a few in a row. We, just we had did, a... in fact, record a podcast a week and a half ago, but we didn't like we didn't. No, it just wasn't up to par. We rushed. Yeah, so hopefully today is a bit more mellow. Is it? Was it more mellow? I think it was more mellow. Hopefully. Anyway, thank you already for supporting the podcast. Thank you for coming back. And we will keep going. In, in fact, if, if anything else, now that I no longer trust Twitter as being a, a source of, of um, this community, I think we need to put more effort back into a regular podcast that can, yeah, we can build exactly. a community around. Have, maybe we have to go back to the sort of spaces. No, not going back to blogs. But podcast is a place where we can... Oh, live journal! No. We can set up a lot... Well, maybe say live journal. Yes. Or a dream with, because, you know, we don't do live journal because it's now owned by Russians, but, you know. Oh, talking of the Airbnb thing, let us know if there's any podcasts you've been listening to that are also organised Problematic advertisers. For really evil organisations. I don't want to name and shame podcasts, but uh, I would like to be able to sort of emphasise these sorts of uh, adverti- people who are advertising now. I've never had a problem with MeUndies. I don't know, maybe they do support slavery some, in some way, or they're an evil, maybe maybe they're run by the Christian right, I don't know. As far as I know, MeUndies, and um, what's the mattress thing? Oh, Koala, or whatever the mattress, those those weird mattresses echo, that, that's just like inflate. Anyway. What, what, yeah, look, I don't have a particular problem with those ones, but yeah, when the, the Airbnb one was basically a... What? Exactly. Like, this, this is not a right-wing podcast as far as I know that's advertising it. What, the, what, why are you promoting these people that are literally making people homeless? Like, I feel so guilty listening to this podcast about feminism. I, I, now, I now feel <laughs> guilty listening to that podcast knowing that it's encouraging people to go... It's like, hey, 
Uh, have you considered exploiting your, your privilege as a person who owns a house to further destroy housing for other people? Exactly. <laughs> please, please, enter our podcast name at the at checkout for discounts. On, like, visit, no! Anyway, if, if you have any uh, suggestions for evil organisations that we should get to sponsor us, uh, let us know. Otherwise, we'll see you. Thank you, Alex Sun for the artwork. Thank you, Robin Gray, for the music. And we'll see you all next week. See you next week. And, and vote safely. Bye.